Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And today we have a live episode for you featuring Chrissy Shackelford, a writer and performer on Wyatt Cenac's Problem Areas. Chrissy joins us to talk about the Jewel song, Near You Always. Our musical guest for this episode is Harlem-based musician April Kay. April Kay is part of an artist collective known as Imani Gold. April was on the show to play a wonderful cover of Jewel's song. And just like that Jewel song, we want to be near you always. So please do subscribe to our show if you don't subscribe already. And maybe follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Repeater Show. And we'd love to be near your friends always. So be sure to tell them if you think they'd like this episode. And just like that Jewel song, we want to be near you always. So do us a favor and subscribe to us if you haven't already. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Repeater Show. And you know what? We'd love to be near your friends always. So if you could tell them, tell a couple of them, tell several of them, that would be wonderful. Uh, it would be so wonderful. But to you, thanks for being here. This is Repeater. For right now, let's please give a warm round of applause to our guest for the evening, Chrissy Shackelford. Thank you. Hello. Hello. My microphone has a scrunchie. Yeah. (laughs) Extra soft. (laughs) Thanks for getting this microphone extra soft for me. (laughs) No problem. What's up? You guys are looking at me very expectedly. No, no, no. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having yeah. me. You're welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you okay? I'm going to be a horrible podcast <laughs> guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm like a little hungover still. Mm, mm. Cool. Yeah, Someday. very cool. Very good cool. Job. Alcohol is poison. <laughs> yeah. It's li- it's poison. Every time after I drink, I wake up and I'm like, that. I drank poison last night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy thing that we ju- we find like uh, something that's just the safe amount of poison, and then we drink a lot of it. Damn, all Damn, dude, yeah. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's kick off by talking about something we've been listening to lately. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I have had a lot of work to do, so at work I've been doing a lot of ambient music, which means I ambient don't ambient music. Ambient music, yeah. Topical. Top- Topical. Yep. Yeah. You haven't you haven't Topical. said anything really bad and stupid. Have I haven't said anything racist, which right, is good. good. Yeah. Oh good. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the music cannot be blamed. Uh, can I just fire myself from this show? Yeah, you can actually. <laughs> oh, like, I'm probably not gonna like do it, it's but it's a volunteer position. <laughs> uh but on a lighter note, I've been listening to this cool pop punk band called Retirement Party. Cool. Uh, which is, it sounds made up too. Uh, <laughs> but no, they're great. Um, and I don't know. I like them a lot. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, I don't remember the name of the song I was going to talk about, but it's like a good, just like chanting song. And mm. it's fun. I love Wait, it. you it's said it's pop punk? Yeah. But you got into it by listening to ambient music? No. Oh. It's just, just the like, way that my mind works. I jump from like, oh, I need to not hear anything and just like the sounds of wind. 
<laughs> and then I'm like, I need to pretend like I'm in high school again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you go to Warp Tour? Uh, once. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I saw. I'm a six time vet. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. I've been three, three Ooh. times. Oh, man. Three years uh, in a row. Yeah. 17, 18, 19. Yep. The only bands I remember seeing at Warp Tour were Flogging Molly, Taking Back Sunday, mm-hmm. and Anti Flag. Nice. Which wow. was a bizarre combination. We had different Warp Tour experiences. <laughs> Mine was like Megan Dia, you know, it's just two sisters who have harmonies. Wow. Yeah. And Paramore. Yeah. Obviously. See, yeah, that, that sounds like, like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very fun. I actually passed out at Warp Tour once. You're one of those. I was one of those. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bitch who didn't know how to hydrate. Uh, yeah, I, it was at Say Anything, if mm-hmm. anyone remembers mm-hmm. that band. Um, woo. That's the most they're, they're going to get now. Um, <laughs> so I was waiting at the front uh, with my high school boyfriend, mm. who embarrassingly enough is named Donald. Mm. His name was Donald. And if, wow. like, just imagine what a 16 year old named Donald is like. <laughs> and that's what I knew was. one and didn't like him that much. What? I knew one, a 16 year old named Donald. I knew one. Really? Yeah. It's very specific. Donald McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an asshole. Yeah. He was. <laughs> that sounds like not a good person. Uh, but yeah, I pat, they started and I was waiting. I wanted to be near the front. The first song they came on, everyone started moshing. Mm-hmm. Say anything is like not a mosh band. And so everyone's <laughs> jumping around me and I was waiting because I wanted to be close to, you know, like hear their songs about love. And I just immediately passed out. But my boyfriend caught me. Oh, oh. And he got me out of there and he sat me down on a curb and he said, drink this water. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good That's voice. It. I mean, he wasn't yeah. a great guy. His name was Donald. <laughs> he just said, drink this water. Huh. And I was fine. I went to the 10 year anniversary of is a real boy. <gasps> so like as an adult, I went and saw say anything. Wow. What was it like? Uh, it was, I mean, it was a lot of like dudes my age holding on for glory. I think, Okay. <laughs> you know, like it was also the 15 years of KOTOR. I think it was, a, then it was the 15 year of, uh, um, of what am I thinking? Saves the days album. Uh, in referee. No. What's the one shoulder to the wheel on it? Um, no, through no. being cool, cool, I think. Oh. So it was like just a full tour of uh, nostalgia. That's, but see, that seems fun to me. It was. What <laughs> seems fucked up is the fact that Panic at the Disco is still like 14 year olds now oh. still like Panic yeah. at the Disco. Yeah. That's weird. Which makes me feel grossed out for them. Yeah. Because yeah. they're too old for that. For Not sure. the 14-year-olds, the Panic at the Disco. <laughs> right. They should be a nostalgia band only. They should be like our yeah. generation's three doors down. Where Or no, Matchbox 20. Where everyone <laughs> loses their fucking shit over Matchbox 20. And I'm like, who gives? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Panic at the Disco should yeah. be. Yeah. Well, and Fallout Boy are still going. Yeah. Just ridiculous. You mean uh, Panic at the Disco Senior? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, Panic the Disco, I feel like that dude just ripped off h- how Patrick Stump and Fall Out Boy sings. Okay. And it was like, and they were just like four years <laughs> later, they were like four years later and just were like doing the same thing that they were doing. That's pretty fair. Yeah. That's okay. 
I saw but, Fall Out Boy in concert as well once. Nice. Yeah. How was that? Oh, so fun. That bass player, that little Pete Wentz, uh, he was flipping all over the stage. I was never attracted to okay. him, but I was like, it's very fun to watch him just flip off the drum stand, you know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's very That was fun. his deal. That was his whole thing. It was like, oh, isn't this a crazy band where the bass player is more like personality <laughs> than the lead singer? <laughs> it's like, I guess so, but shouldn't your lead singer have a little bit more personality? Well, yeah. he's like the face of that band too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on One Tree Hill. Really? As himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he sense. was like, uh, I don't know if any One Tree Hill fans out there, <laughs> uh, but I got a deep knowledge. So uh, Peyton Sawyer was really into music, the character of Peyton mm-hmm. Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she met Pete Wentz on the Sunkissed tour that was happening. <laughs> Uh, in the show and she started dating Pete Wentz for a couple oh. episodes. He was a horrible actor. Um, in one episode, he like randomly showed up at a cabin house. <laughs> That's about it. That was, he was like a couple episodes. Wow. Yeah. He, so he was in like a ser- like a set of episodes. Yeah. 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 I would say re- recurring, recurring character. Recurring, yeah. recurring yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very fun for him. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> the song that I was going to talk about, I've been listening a lot to is, uh, Weezer's recent cover of Africa by Toto. Whoa, shit. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty good. But the story behind <laughs> it's really cool. Have you heard about this at all? No. So this, uh, I think now 15, maybe 14 year old girl six months ago just started a Twitter campaign solely around trying to get Weezer to cover Africa. And she was just like tweeting at them all the time. That's like what her Twitter handle was, was like Weezer Africa or something like that. And um, six or seven months later, they released the song. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But a week before that, they released like, they like trolled her uh, by releasing a different Toto cover. That's really Which is pretty fucking hilarious. (laughs) Because I think she, her, her replies were even like, whoa, like I accomplished my goal, but almost in just like a different adjacent <laughs> way. Uh, I guess my work here is done. And then a week later, like they released the actual cover that she'd been asking for. What was the first cover? What's the name of that damn song? I don't so know. Hold the line. Ro- no. Rosanna. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, nice. Uh, and that was a good cover too. That's a good song. Um, good job, Weezer. Yeah. Good job, Weezer. They're like, they definitely... I feel like I'm like, oh, you're an internet band. You're cool. Like, <laughs> you're reading the internet. You're I mean, uh, you're staying in touch. Band? Like, they care. Like, they they're in touch at least with like what their fans are doing online. Okay. Which, like, you know, for a bunch of forty somethings, like, they could not give a shit. You know, they have a plenty of a career. That's true. Yeah. You got to give it up for people who give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Am I supposed to say something I've been listening to recently? Uh, yeah. yeah. What have you been listening to? Um, um, well, okay. Um, uh, okay. So I, well, I'm trying to think I, what I do is I just listen to discover weekly. And then if I like a song, I add it to the play. I just have playlists on my Spotify that are just the year it is. (laughs) So I have 2018 is the playlist now. And I just add any song that I like onto it. Uh, and a song that, popped up on my discover weekly was Janelle Monae's uh, song with Grimes. Mm-hmm. I think it's called pink. pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, It's so good. But I will say I had never heard of Grimes until I saw that she was dating Elon Musk <laughs> <laughs> and all, but I heard about that before I saw this song 
So I was seeing all this shit with like Grimes dating Elon Musk and they looked like fucking vampires at the Met Gala. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I allowed to curse? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I look like fucking vampires. <laughs> uh, and I was like, this, this looks very strange. I want no part in anything. Those two are selling me. And then I saw this song pop up on my discover weekly and I was like, damn, this song's really good. And yeah. I guess I love Grimes now because she was a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Grimes is good. I've never, that's cool. the only song I've listened to. Yeah. Grimes. But that song is really good. And the whole new Janelle Monáe album is also very good. It's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Okay. Don't attack me. No. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. That was a song that I referenced like a couple of shows ago. Oh, well, it's so okay. good. Well, now I feel like an asshole. No. <laughs> Sorry. Just what's good is good. You okay, know? cool. Um, <laughs> did you, have you, did you, did you, were you like tuned into the Met Gala or? You know, I've never been someone to be tuned into the Met Gala. I think people really define their personality around the Met Gala, and I am not that person. Uh, there are people who watch it live. I didn't even realize that was a thing you could do until this year. Mm-hmm. But I do like like to look at the pictures afterwards. Um, and I thought Rihanna was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite things was so Lena Waithe wore that big rainbow flag um, mm-hmm. drape. Yeah, that ruled. And my f- favorite thing about that is I think it was Dakota Fanning or something. <laughs> In a photo of Dakota Fanning, who was wearing a very plain, like, white dress, you just see, like on the other side of the press wall, Lena Waithe was behind her. So you just see like a giant rainbow flag behind Dakota <laughs> Fanning, who's just like, I'm here. <laughs> that, I think that was my favorite photo from the Met Gala. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Gotta you guys should check out the, you should check out the Met Gala. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Out. I went to the exhibit. I guess that it was kind of like promoting this Catholic fashion mm-hmm. exhibit. What'd oh, you boy. wear? <laughs> Probably <laughs> what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I was with my dad, so you know, cool. just chilling. But it's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting exercise, and in like, it's all like modern takes on Catholic-inspired stuff. So it's just a lot of like really kind of hot and cool-looking nuns' outfits. Oh. <laughs> it's weird. Wow. And like, yeah. here's what a priest would be like if it like looked, if it was designed in Milan and looked super fucking cool. And yeah. we're we're really running out of stuff to redesign. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of like oppressive outfits done very like kind of modern and sexy. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I'll wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What song did you want to talk about tonight? Okay. So the song I chose to talk about tonight is um, Near You Always by Jewel. Yes. Yes. Let's listen to a clip of it. Okay. Right now. feels 100% embarrassing <laughs> to listen to this with a group of people. It's okay. They're not going to be able to catch every lyric that's going on. <laughs> I've only ever listened to this song alone. <laughs> so vulnerable. <laughs> Immediately regretting the decision. <laughs> well, guess what? It's already over. <laughs> we made it through, everybody. Oh, we did it. Yeah, give it up. Wow. Give it it's up. Beautiful. Huge. Huge. Oh, shit. And now. <laughs> okay. 
we're going to guess why you picked that. Okay, cool. Go for mm. it. Literally mm-hmm. go for it. I'm going to uh, open it. I have no idea. And I think, I, I think that you got this CD in elementary school and you had saved up money from doing chores and it was your first CD. <laughs> She's like, I've never done a chore. <laughs> doing chores? Please. <laughs> I'm rich as hell. <laughs> no, I yeah, did chores. Kick- I did chores. <laughs> you kicked down that door to Tower Records and this is what you've gotten for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I supposed to confirm or deny? Or I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll, I know I'm wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> I will, let's guess that uh, you had like a 15, like roughly around 15, you, someone gave you an acoustic guitar and you were like, I'm going to learn how to play this damn thing. Uh, You learned, you tried for like maybe six months tops, uh, but you wanted to learn a Jewel song. Um, One especially that uh, reminded you of someone that you liked at that time. And uh, you had like these, you know, dreams of, Maybe sing it to them, but God, you're never going to learn that fucking song on guitar, so you gave up pretty quick. That's my guess. Okay, can I tell you the real answer? Yes, please. Um, you guys are both kind of right. Whoa. Ooh. Ah. ah. <laughs> um, uh, it, was, it was not my first CD, but I did uh, listen to the CD, Pieces of you, yeah. pieces of you. I always get confused with Ashley Simpson, pieces of me, ah, yes. which was also a very formative album yeah. for me. <laughs> both, um, I would say, musically equivalent and both highly regarded. Huge. I yeah. mean, I thought about picking an Ashley Simpson song, and then I was like, "Don't be that girl." <laughs> um, but now I you might have been <laughs> regretting Jewel. Yeah. Okay, so I got pieces of you in elementary school. I think I was like eight or nine, maybe. Um, but I. I didn't buy it. it. I think it was like my sister's CD that I found. I think she listened to it in her car a lot. I don't have a lot of like specifics for you on how I got the CD, but I used to listen to it in my room a lot. Um, I'll get to the importance in a minute, but you're kind of right in the fact that like, oh yeah, baby, at 15, I got an acoustic guitar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like 15 or 16. I asked for an acoustic guitar. Uh, and as we know, I'm really rich, so I got it. Uh, no, no, it was, it was just very cheap. It was very cheap. It, I don't know if anyone, uh, ever saw those infomercials for like Esteban teaches oh, you classical yes. guitar, yeah. where you get all the books uh-huh. that teach you how to play classical guitar and you get a really fucking cheap guitar <laughs> with it. So I got that. Um, and I, w- I already loved the song near you always, but I learned how to play near you oh, always on ooh, the guitar. That was like the number one song I wanted to learn. Wow. And it's very easy. Yeah. It's just like ding, 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 ding. It's very simple. Love it. Um, so you're both kind of right. Okay. Wow. I think that's a first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm just really basic too. <laughs> um, so, uh, but maybe why has this song stuck around or why did this occur to you as a song you wanted to talk about? So this song is, uh, I feel like it's very, um, my likening to it is very ethereal uh, in that, I feel like listening to the Jewel album. So I'm the youngest of three kids and we're all very far apart in age. I'm 10 years younger than my sister and I'm five years younger than my brother. Um, and both my parents worked. So I was like alone a lot as a child, which is fine. Literally do not cry for me. I'm doing well as an adult. <laughs> um, 
but I like really embraced being alone and like loved being in my room. And I still to this day, like just like love being in my room. I, any room I have, if I live in an apartment, I don't like my room. I'm going to freak the fuck out and I'll probably move because I like need a space to be alone. Uh, and I feel like listening to the jewel CD when I was nine, just, I realized like, Oh yeah, I'm sensitive, which is also the name of a song on the jewel. CD. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I'm sensitive. So no, it's just, it's just, it's just called I'm sensitive, but Oh yeah. I'm sensitive is a really good uh, that sounds like title an for Simpsons me. Song. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm sensitive. sensitive. Uh, <laughs> Very good, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> um, but I feel, I feel like it was, I had no life experience at nine. You know, I should not have been relating to Jewel. Uh, right. There was no one in my life that I thought of for near you always <laughs> at the age of nine. It's like a very emotional love song. I had no one I was interested in. <laughs> but I did like, real. I just felt like, oh my God this girl's so weird and she's like so sensitive and her voice is so weird, (laughs) even though it's not, it's very normal. But I think as a child, when you're just used to, I think the first CD I had before that was Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and then like kids bop. I feel like Jewel was like kind of the first maybe adult artist that I listened to that I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be like weird, sensitive girl when I grow up. Um, and I think an interesting is like, I love this song and it's like such a love song, but I've never equated it to anyone I've dated, Hmm. even though, and I've I've dated a lot of people. Okay. Uh, I'm rich and I fuck. (laughs) Thank you. Give it up. (laughs) You're Uh, just like Jewel. like jewel i'm rich and i fuck um uh yeah so i i've never equated it to anyone i've Mm. dated even though it's like so much a love song you know like you when you make mixed cds in high school you're always putting songs on them and i like never put this one on for any of the like mixes i made for my crushes well i feel like lots of times those songs you know it's it's almost uh it's not arbitrary when a song lines up with a person but it's sort of just like a luck of timing you probably heard the song somewhere within the time period that you knew them or met them or something like that. And if you have a song lots of times from, yeah, especially when you're younger and little, it's like, it just doesn't, the association's not there when somebody new steps into your life. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. as much as I love the lyric that's in the song, which is like, you're, Oh God, this is so fucking vulnerable. Uh, your hands are in my hair, but my heart is in your teeth. I remember loving that line when I was a kid and I still love it now. I think it's like so stupid, but pretty. I've met like, that is not an emotion I've ever felt towards anyone. (laughs) That metaphor is never like played out in life where I'm like, yeah, I feel so raw. I feel like my heart's just in your teeth. Like you could squash my heart at any minute. Like I've never, that, I guess that's not how I am in a relationship. Right. Uh, so maybe that's another reason why I'm like the lyrics just don't apply to the types of yeah, relationships. Yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> probably for the better at that point. Isn't there yeah. some other lyric that's like it's almost about like don't give me flowers because every scent or bloom will like contain something of you, something like that. Oh, well, I, I don't remember. 
I don't know. I, <laughs> I kind of just oh. got into the song this week. So. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Um, I, so even though I referenced Spotify earlier, I don't pay for Spotify premium because I'm yes, not very rich. cheap. Uh, um, so th- this morning I was like, I should get into the mood for this show. Uh, but I was like out and about. So I just, uh, I, I listened to Pandora on my phone. Um, as my way to get around having Spotify premium. So I went to the Jewel Pandora mm. station. Yeah. First song to pop up was Near You Always. Whoa. Whoa. Serendipitous. Second yeah. song was Building a Mystery by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sounds spot on. And damn, that was a good two hitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember this Jewel album being like crazy popular. Yeah. Right? It's got It's got like three pretty big hits on it. Yeah. At least... You've got, um, I mean, Who Will Save Your Soul, I believe, is yep. in this album. Okay, so that's huge. Huge. Um, the weirdest song from this album is called Little Sister. Okay. Is anyone familiar with the song Little Sister? Okay, yeah. applaud. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. I've listened to it this week. I can't say I know what you're talking about. It's the weirdest fucking, I'm, I think that was when I was young. I was like, this is so weird. Uh, because she's like, hey, little sister, I heard you went to Mr. Cilantro. Knock, knock, knocking on his door again last night. And I was like, what the fuck is this bitch saying about? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that that was not a hit, though. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, also, that was why? not a bop. Also, a thing I never realized listening to, like, probably only the singles is that half of the album or more is recorded live. Wow, I never realized that. Either. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, it I didn't very, know if it was authentically done because it was just, it sounds super clean, super clean, super clean. And then the end of the song, there's a bunch of people applauding, like they're in a coffee house or something. Yeah. So I looked it up to be like, is that just added? Like, <laughs> or like when just, people like, add dog marks tri- to like sublime songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're in so many sublime songs. Dog marks are all over sublime. Yeah. Oh, I wish those dogs were in the studio though. That would have been great. <laughs> In Saban, they probably were Louis Dog. He gets referenced, I think, at least a couple songs. Oh, man. Well, I mean, you're not talking to a huge Sublime head. I don't know know Louis Dog. What I got, I believe the lyric goes, living with with Louis Dog is the only way I stay sane. And that is the dog, I think, that we're all talking about right now. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the dog. (laughs) I will also say, listening to Near You Always again this morning, Mm. Um, thinking about like, oh, what what am I going to say about this song? Uh, I realized it does something that I, as an adult, really love just in music, which is when singers sound like they like are just living everything they're singing. You know, like they're almost in pain. Like the emotion coming out of them is so strong. And I feel like she really does that near you always. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a, a feat that I think a Broadway performer would want to have but it never sounds authentic right. on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, but a little coffee house or whatever. girl, she's always like, she's in pain when she's singing, you know? Yeah. I feel well, like that was her appeal kind of, right? When she came out was like this super sincere sounding uh, folk artist. I don't think I was, I don't, I don't know what her appeal was. Cause I wasn't at the age where, cause I, this came out in 94. So I told him I was only four years old. I just, Got it when I was nine. So I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I lived, truly lived the jewel boom. Right. I just had like trickle down boom. Right. <laughs> trickle down jewel, jewel economics. <laughs> Which we know works. <laughs> nice. Um, 
I will say the jewel Wikipedia is intense. Okay. But Hit me with it. But there's like so like if you Google Jewel, there's like the Wikia, like so for like the Jewel fans. Yeah. Uh so that's very in depth, but does not have a Jewel biography on it. Which is hmm. weird. There's just no page there for it. But on Wikipedia, it's crazy. So I guess, yeah, she did record it in coffee shops in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, but I guess working up to that, because she's from Alaska, went down to San Diego and then lived out of her car for like. Yeah. Okay. I remember hearing that. Yeah. I think she had it behind the music. Ooh. Like something like that. Okay. that. So that's like her fun fact is that she lived out of a car and it's from That's Alaska. her fun fact. That's a fun yeah. fact. Yeah. When it's like her first day of improv class, it's like, <laughs> mm, say your name, where you're from and what's your fun fact. And Jules is that yeah. like, mm, I lived out of my car. <laughs> uh, okay. So I rem- I do remember hearing that, but I also was, uh, it loved the show popular on the WB um, hmm. in high school. And they made a jewel joke once. And that was on around the time that I was like, it was nine or 10 and I was watching that show and the joke was, did you guys hear Jewel didn't actually live out of her car? So I think in my mind, I've always thought that she lied about that <laughs> because of that joke. And I still, I actually don't know the answer. Was she lying about living out of her car? Was that like a hoax? I don't know, but we can ask Jewel because she's here. Oh my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I believe what I see on the internet. Yeah. Oh. 2018, man. I'd watch out. <laughs> I don't know. I'd That's never out. led anybody astray before. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, wait, but so let's give us some context. Okay. Uh, where, where were you mm. around this time in your life? Dallas, Texas. Okay. Woo. Is someone from Dallas? Oh yeah. You're from Texas. Here we oh, go. Ah. Um, Dallas, Texas. Um, uh, that's where I was, uh, was in Dallas, Texas. Uh, <laughs> but so you were living there, hanging out. Yeah. So there's nine years old, you know, found myself in Dallas. Was um, living out of a car. <laughs> were you a, were you always a performer of sorts? Oh, this is a great question. Um, no, I was a, I was a very quiet child. Um, at home. I was very quiet at home. And then like, uh, I think probably around like sixth grade really started being like kind of out there at school or just like a little bit more extroverted at school. Um, and then it became like, Oh, I'm quiet at home. And then when I am at school, I'm like bonk. I'm like very social. (laughs) Um, but just at home, I was like a very quiet child. Again, I spent a lot of time alone Mm -hmm. So I would, uh, you know, famously uh, play Monopoly by myself. <laughs> uh, I would, you know, because the boards got the four sides. So mm-hmm. I'd like set up other players and I'd play as them. So it was always like imaginative because I was alone a lot. And I had a shit ton of stuffed animals and I'd always make them like kiss, uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did you, did, I, none of you were surprised that I like Jewel. <laughs> I, like, I had a bunch of stuffed animals. They made them kiss. Can you believe I like Jewel? It's crazy. Uh, so th- I guess that's the context of like, yeah. when I say like, I love my room, like my room was my oasis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's where I was just like myself all the time, like 
I just love being in my room. And I feel like that signifies like, this is where you are yourself, which I realize is now um, hurtful since Jewel lived out of a car. <laughs> and she never got that. Like, this is a privilege that I have, and yeah. Jewel did not have. That's and true. that's what I'm learning right now. Did your fam- was your family aware of how extroverted you were at school? Yeah, I think they started to find out after like parent teacher conferences. I think it was like sixth grade. So I remember my mom being like, "She, your teacher says you're like really loud." And I was like, uh, "Okay, I guess." Um, so I think they started to catch on, but like even now. I'm over the past like five years, I've started being a little bit more extroverted with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but even through high school, it's like everyone was like, oh, yeah, Chrissy's just quiet. But then I also like did theater. Yeah. Uh, so they knew when they would like see me do theater shows of like, whoa, all of a sudden she's like talking a lot. Uh, but yeah, yeah. always. And I, I don't know. I have all the I feel like forever. I've always like compartmentalized parts of my life. I don't know if you guys do this. Um, Even now, like I'm very social at work, but after I get home from work, like I usually don't want to hang out with people on weeknights. Like I don't want to see people. I live with my boyfriend now and sometimes he comes home and I'm like, I'm just not in the mood to talk to anyone. Uh, I love you, but we just need to not talk tonight because I've been talking all day. Uh, So I very much like compartmentalize parts of my life of like, I'm just very quiet now for the next two hours. Do you need to sometimes like shut him out of the room and have your room? Um, well, this is a great question. Uh, because I would love to have separate <laughs> I would love that. Because I think the thing I hate most about relationships is compromise. Specifically with... Uh, uh, <laughs> Thank you. That sucks. It sucks. And we're all acting like it's this great sacrifice. And like, oh, if you really love someone, you compromise things in your life. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, I guess I do love him. But I also would like not like to compromise anything about myself or what I like. Uh, Why are we acting like this is a great act of love? It sucks. Um, Specifically with decorating, because I don't like the way my room is decorated. And he didn't even add anything to it, but I was so in my head of like, is he going to like, this is his room now. Like, it's not just my room. I have to like, think about what he's going to like in here. So it's not my room right now. is not truly my oasis, but my apartment in general, very much my oasis. Mm. I feel like that's good. Yeah. At least you have that, which is awesome to have, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I bet if you, I bet if you went all out in that bedroom decorating, he'd live with it. He'd be fine. Oh, he would be fine. He's not an <laughs> asshole. And when I say compromise, like he would compromise on anything. He would literally let me do anything I want because he's the kindest person in the world. Oh. Uh, I, I know it fucking blows. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a horrible monster. And he's so kind to, like, <laughs> to, to strangers. He's so kind. Uh, like he'll, <laughs> I'm like, I have I, um, like he, people he's known for a week or like that he knew five years ago, he'll be like, Oh, they're staying with us next week. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, why is your friend staying with us? Uh, they can get, they can stay somewhere else. I get very angry. And yeah. he's like, we have an apartment. We have like, we have a couch. Why wouldn't they stay with us? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 
So he's very nice. He would yeah. he would let me do anything. That's in that you room. valuing your space, you know, too. Like you you don't I necessarily want space. Just people yeah. coming in and hanging out and doing whatever. Yeah. It's true. I really don't like people in yeah. my apartment. Unless I'm hosting, which I do Ooh. really like. Mm. I love hosting parties. It's cool. Yeah. It's Were your fun. parents big hosts? No. Well, my parents are divorced, so okay. uh Were either of them <laughs> were either of them big hosts? Um my I think my mom likes to host now. She's uh, she's very much like whenever we come over, there's always a candle burning. <laughs> you know? It's all it's always clear that she did a lot of cleaning that morning. Um there like, are snacks. Uh <laughs> you know, she accepts like, them out. Um but growing up, I mean I'm sure they hosted stuff, but I was never aware if they liked doing it because it was just like, are you guys getting divorced or what? (laughs) What's going on here? There's something else to be concerned with. Yeah, there there was other things on our mind than hosting parties, Evan. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the context of where I was. Now, your older siblings, Mm -hmm. I know you said they were like, five and 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. Were you close to them? Are you close to them? Um, we're, we're like close now. They all have kids now. Um, and I'm an aunt. Isn't that ooh, cool? Ooh. Who here's an aunt? I can't be. A lot of ants in the crowd. A lot of ants in the crowd. <laughs> um, uh, I have, uh, or aunt, you mm-hmm. know, however you want to say it. Uh, I, I actually demanded cause I, my sister had her first kid when I was 14. So it was a very young aunt. And since I was little, I was doing a little bit. It was like, can they call me aunt Christina? And she's like, no, my kids are going to have manners and they're not going to do bits. <laughs> they're going to call you aunt Chrissy. Uh, and I was like, okay, it seems like they'd be a little bit classier. If they called me aunt Christina though. Uh, so, but when I was younger, uh, no. I mean, like we hung out and stuff because we were siblings, but right. we were so far apart in age that it, like, yeah. we were never at the same school at the same time. Yeah. It, yeah. Very much not. Are they all still in Texas or? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, oh, no, how dare you? <laughs> uh, my sister lives in North Carolina now. Um, she is married to a man in the army. So they've moved around a lot. Uh, they have five kids. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Whoa was right. Um, but they're all great. And then my, uh, my brother still lives in Texas. He has two kids and he lives outside of Dallas now. Cool. <laughs> Every yes. time I say Texas, we get a woo. woo. Uh, but it sounds like at least, at least from your sister, right? Some stuff like music and stuff got handed down. Oh, Oh, like, so much of the culture I had growing up was like from my sister and my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I remember one day, like my brother came into my room when I was like 13 or 14 and he had all of these like comedy movies. And then he just went watch these and he walked out. And because I like to spend a lot of time alone in my room, I did watch them. <laughs> I watched a lot of them. Uh, and then, yeah, my sister's music. My brother and sister are also big old 97s fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that band? Um, that is, like, very much their yeah. band um, to the point where I feel like I can't be like, I love old 97s because it's, like, my brother and sister's thing. But I also really like old 97s. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. really good. That's cool. They're, like, an alt-country band. Yeah. 
if you're they're, into that. They're actually the f- subject of our first ever show. Oh my God. Josh Gondelman. <laughs> if you ever engage Josh Gondelman. Oh, anywhere. I didn't know Gondelman liked yeah. old 97s. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Also going through uh, your, your episodes to be like, what songs have people picked? I realized a lot of people picked Paramore songs. Or like at least, at least two, two people recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah, recent yeah. ones. And I, because I was thinking of picking a Paramore song. And then again, I was like, well, I'm very basic. <laughs> what, would you, what would you have gone with? Do you know? Um, well, recently I, I just like, I uh, fake happy. Yeah. 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 And recently is like such a good song. That last album is super fun. Last album is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to have- go see them in Chicago. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, really? nice. On July 2nd. So if anyone... Wants to stalk me. You have <laughs> you have a time and date of yeah. where I'll be. Paramore, Chicago. But 17. where in Chicago? Who knows? Who knows? Just go to their website <laughs> and you can find out. It's a wander the streets of Chicago to look for Paramore. Yeah. Every every time I say where I'm going, it's really just a test to see if anyone wants to stalk me. <laughs> That's a Don't horrible do joke Don't because do I that. do not want that. Whatsoever, and that's a horrible thing to happen to anyone. Yeah, we'll just bleep out that whole section. Cool, the yeah. whole yeah. section. The whole, se- but don't bleep out your voices. Yeah, no, of only course. bleep out what I said. You've just been swearing so much. I haven't swear, even though I gave you permission. It's crazy. I've got a mouth like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You asked before if you could swear, so yeah. I feel like you're at least courteous. You know. Well, great. I asked after I swore. Oh, and also true. you listen to enough podcasts and you listen to someone swear and go, oh my God, can I curse on your podcast? That it just becomes ingrained in you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every podcast I listen to, everyone, like everybody curses and then goes, I'm so sorry. Can I curse on here? And now yeah. I'm that person. You are. Congratulations. It's good, to, it's good to check. And I think that is a, it's a gut reaction, right? People just like instinctually feel bad, even though they know it's okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why we all feel bad about cursing. It's no. like compromise. Who gives a shit if you curse? <laughs> <laughs> they are just words. They are literally just, I mean like the, the, the bad ones are bad, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like fuck is like not a bad word, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, I good. guess it is, but. Yeah, nah. it's a good cathartic one to say. Everybody laughs when you hear a five-year-old say fuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Everybody sure. laughs at that. So we should just be embracing it. Yeah. Let's all, on the count of three, let's all just say fuck. Cool? Okay. You don't want to do it? No, let's do it. <laughs> Everybody ready? We're going to do it. One, One, two, three. Fuck! Yeah, ah. felt good. Sorry, yeah. am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, Pat! <sighs> oh my God. Well, I also, because I grew up very religious and I feel like that became like a religious thing of like, you can't curse if you're a Christian. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what about that would, I, and I, I'm, I'm not religious now, but I, I remember thinking like, what about that would change my belief that Jesus died on the cross? <laughs> Me saying, fuck, that negates everything that I believe about Christ. The fact that I said shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it's a load of that's a load of shit, right? Whoa, <laughs> uh, drum kitching. <laughs> when ka-ching. I was a kid, I had a very skewed sense of what swear words were, and so I remember asking my mother if it was okay to say the word cool. <laughs> 
Oh, that's the most Pat thing I've ever heard in yeah. my life. So you yeah. all know everything about me now. <laughs> yeah, I met you for the first time tonight. I'm like, that tracks. <laughs> uh, I still don't know. Is it okay? Yes. It's okay to say cool. It's cool, cool to say God. cool. You can say it. Did you guys get soap in your mouth when you cursed? No. I never did, but my brother did. Oof. He curses a lot. Yeah. He would get soap in his mouth. Which that is like feels like child abuse. <laughs> it's gross. That's like a chemical sure. that shouldn't be in your yeah. mouth. Yeah. It's like Christmas story punishment. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. My family, I guess, did the opposite of a Christmas story was gave my brother a BB gun. Like the first time he asked for it. <laughs> Specifically a red rider. I thought you were gonna gun. say he swore and they just were like, Yeah, here you go. No, but I mean like my brother saw that movie and the lesson he learned was I want that BB gun and, <laughs> and he got it immediately. <laughs> first time he asked for it. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad won the leg lamp in a raffle a couple years ago. It was a mini one. Mm-hmm but he still came home with that and then put it in the window. And I was like, we can't, no, we can't be these people. <laughs> Dads are going to dad. Dads you know? have to dad. It's yeah. true. Dads have to dad. Dads have to dad. I kept asking for Christmas. I remember asking for this uh, stuffed animal um, called uh, a doodle bear mm. where you could draw on it and then you throw it in the washing machine and it all the drawing goes away and then you get to, draw on it more right and then you wash it and it's clean and then you draw on it more and i asked for that for like three years in a row and it like wasn't crazy they were getting me other gifts they just refused to get me the one thing (laughs) that would have brought me so much joy uh i finally got it i think like four years later and i I even as a child i remember thinking like why won't you just get this for me (laughs) Did you love it? It's privilege. Jewel lived in a car, you know? Yeah. Did I love the doodle bear? Yeah, I loved the doodle bear. You draw on it and then you wash it. Yeah. And then it's clean Uh and you draw on it again. Uh Uh-huh. And then? You wash it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's clean. Whoa. Sometimes you have to get more markers. Mm -hmm. But you never have to get a new bear because you can wash (laughs) it. Chrissy. Uh, clean. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> Everybody give it up, please. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, rich and I fuck. <laughs> if you want to hear April K's cover of Near You Always, go over to repeater.show and stream it right now. And you streamed it or you're saving it for later. Either way, that's cool. We just hope you enjoy it. So let's head back to QED where we have a couple more songs from April. And a surprise appearance from the rest of Imani Gold. Um, there's not usually ever an occasion for me to bring this up, but the first line of the song is actually about Dallas. This <laughs> is like cyber relevant.
trying to know me how come a love is Okay, as they mentioned, as they, as our wonderful podcast friends mentioned, which by the way, I was too busy taking a piss, but that was so funny. I really hope my lols are louder than them talking because I think they were. Um, yeah, that was fucking hilarious, and I'm so happy to be playing after that. Um, this is my band. This is Imani Gold. I, I, this is what I usually do is play with this band. This is my sister Nikki. <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't mind her stains on her shirt. And this is Hillary, the other, our soul sister. And, um, 
What do I say? This is our song. We are actually are are we're almost done finishing the song to release it, and uh, we all really like it, and we hope you like it too, and we hope that this motivates you to come see us. Um, us, not just me by myself, because it's not as like really that. I mean, this is a lot, of <laughs> but in my opinion. <laughs> City dry heat got me down The night is too heavy for this shit Feels so good beneath the dirt It's warm
If you want all the latest Chrissy Shackelford news, check out ChrissyShack.com and follow her on Twitter at ChrissySH. You can also watch Wyatt Snack's Problem Areas on HBO. And if you want to keep up to date with April K, you can follow her on Instagram at LoveAprilK. Or if you're interested to hear more about Imani Gold, you can go to their website, ImaniGold.com, or follow them on Instagram at LoveImaniGold. Well, it was pretty fun talking with Chrissy about uh, growing up in Texas and what this song means to her. Yeah, it was really exciting. I don't really know anything about growing up in Texas, so that was cool to know. It was also really cool that the rest of Imani Gold joined April on stage. Oh, yeah. It was a nice little surprise that we did not know was going to happen. May there be a wonderful surprise in your day today. Until next time, hit repeat. Evan, keep your shirt near you always. Never far away. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at HiFi-Records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.